Good morning, everyone. We are speaking with Juno Docks and Harbors on today's program. Port Director Carl Yucatel and Board Chair Don Etheridge joins us. Norwegian Bliss came to Juno this week, but I understand the department will be seeing its first large cruise ship today. That's right, Kevin. So the uh, Norwegian Jewel will show up about about one o'clock today uh, at our, our CBJ managed dock. So we're excited about that first uh, cruise ship of the season for uh, my staff. And I hear docks and harbors installed welcome signs along the wharf facing the steamship dock. Yeah, that's right, Kevin. So uh, docks and harbors, uh, pre-COVID, we had an idea of uh, just installing some color and some uh, welcome signs along the the waterfront. And so as uh, passengers depart the uh, cruise ship terminal, I'm sorry, the Alaska steamship uh, dock, um, we've uh, installed... 10 different welcome signs in 10 different languages uh, to greet the passengers coming ashore. So um, my plan right now is that uh, as part of Infrastructure Week, the week of uh, um, May 15th, that on that Friday, the 20th, we'll probably have some event um, on the AS dock to commemorate all the maintenance that Docks and Harbors has done the last year, as well as kind of a, uh, a ribbon cutting for, for those uh, new 10 um, uh, welcome signs. So you got the welcome signs, and then you got the mural right there. That's right. So th- that area has really um, turned out nicely. You know, I think uh, Pratchford Plaza with the mural and these welcome signs, I think it's, you know, it's keeping with our vision that we want to be a world-class leader in, in um in receiving guests to the capital city. So tell us about the department's cruise season preparations up until this point. Right. So um, I think, Kevin, I've, I've spoke to you on this uh, in this forum before that uh, we have a great need for a lot of staff this year for at least not only for our harbor enterprise, but also our dock enterprise especially, that uh, uh, new Coast Guard regulations have uh, been enacted a year ago. Again, we had a, about 115,000 cruise ship passengers last year, so we're able to absorb that fairly easily. But this year, as the numbers are approaching over 1 million, um, we're going to need more people. But essentially, um, my security staff over the past five years have went from uh, what we refer to as Walmart greeters, where we just kind of uh, showed uh, returning passengers where to go, um, make sure that they w- were going to the right dock and the right vessel, to a couple years later that changed to a uh, Costco uh, greeter, where we had to make sure that everybody that was coming aboard or going through our secure area had a ship credential, meaning that they had a ticket uh, to be on that uh, cruise ship. And this year, um, actually last year, we're required now to check ship credential with government-issued ID, so we're becoming uh, more of a TSA-like security facility. And so you can just imagine that uh, on a ship, perhaps that has 4,000 people, um, we've got to be able to um, move those passengers through in an efficient manner. And if you think about uh, the airport where maybe you have four planes in at one time with 600 people thereabouts and how long that line can be going through the TSA. Uh, but we have the similar challenges for, you know, upwards of thousands of people that and many of them are coming back in the last two hours of their call. So that's been the challenge. We're still looking for um, uh, new part-time limited uh, harbor taxes, what we call them, that starts at over $20 an hour and um, information on um, 
uh, applying can be found on the CBGA website. So you had this program when there was 150,000 visitors and now we're seeing a million. What might there be to cover the expenses of processing this many people? Might it be the lightering fees we've talked about before? Yeah, so uh, docks, a few things going on there, Kevin, is um, docks and harbors uh, just last week on the 20th, um, we did present our budget to uh, the assembly, our uh, FY23, which starts one January or uh, one July, uh, but in that budget, um, we also have commitments from the city manager for about three hundred thousand dollars of additional fees uh, through marine passer fees um, for these costs, uh, these personnel costs that we're going to need to hire, as well as. Um, we did raise what's called the lightering fee. So a lightering fee is what uh, is charged to a, a cruise vessel that is anchored out and uses our um, dock at the, we call it the port field office lightering um, fee. And that went from 600 to 1700. So that's an additional $50,000 of new funds um, for, uh, for docks and harbors this calendar year. So we, we expect to do about 50 lightering days uh, this year. And seeing this 1 million number, what does that mean for marine passenger fees? Right, so marine passenger fees, basically uh, um, there's $13 of uh, per passenger that uh, comes back to CBJ in some manner every every cruise ship season. So um, if we do see a million passengers, that'll be $13 million of, of new money that uh, CBJ receives. Now some of that money is already uh, uh, committed for, uh, say example, paying down the, uh, uh, the new cruise ship um, bond debt, which is about $2 million. And there's also money that goes to uh, CCFR and JPD and, and Docks and Harbors and, and other CBJ entities. So that money does uh, get uh, spread out throughout the city, um, but it certainly it is a benefit to uh, city governance. Well, Don, it's your turn because the board's meeting tomorrow, and you've got a piece of unfinished business. That's the sales tax project list. Tell us about that. Well, we're we're trying to uh, establish uh, what we would uh, move before the uh, assembly and and uh, to to uh, try to get onto the list with the one uh, percent sales tax. Um, one of the issues we're looking at right now is to try to finish up the Aurora Harbor uh, North End that's been sitting there uh, just a big empty hole for quite a while. We thought we were going to have uh, a matching funds from the state, but they got vetoed, so we didn't get those. So now we're going to look at uh, asking for some help with that. And one of the other projects that uh, I put on the list that I think would be a good one is the uh, Wayside Dock over here uh, by Dipak. <clears throat> that uh, float goes dry on a minus tide, and it was another one of those. It was a gift to us. But Docks and Harbors uh, has to take care of it, and we get no funds off of it. So we're asking for, uh, going to ask for some money to do that dredging that that needs to be done under there to protect that dock from being destroyed. And it's it's used by the the public in general. I, I know every time you drive by there, you can see a lot of people down there, and so that's one one of the other things that we were going to ask for. So we're, we're just trying to finish up our 
list that we were asking. And I understand something on the list you had suggested be taken off was the UAS dock. Well, why is that? Well, the, that one is because we've already got the the uh, uh, money from the uh, general fund from the city. The uh, assembly was very graciously uh, gave us two million dollars to uh, work on that that project and get it going. And so we're gonna. Uh, there's only about eight hundred thousand left in that, that that we think we can absorb through a bond or a loan from the the general fund to finish that project up. And I understand you'll be receiving a presentation on liveaboards. What do you expect to hear from that? That was, uh, we, we, we touched on it uh, during the operations meeting, and it, it stretched the operations meeting out about another 45 minutes with discussion. But um, what my feeling is right now is we'll probably put together a subcommittee of, of the uh, board members to sit down and talk about it to figure out how's best to handle our, our liveaboards, uh, what kind of services we're providing for the liveaboards, and, and uh, just look at the entire issue. And Carl, is there something you'd like to add? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, uh, the board has really taken a proactive stance on, on the liveaboard community. We know that uh, housing is tight in Juneau. We want to be part of the solution. Um, but the, you know, there's a lot of policy type questions that come with liveaboards. You know, as far as you know, what is a fair rate to charge liveaboards? Uh, and it was increased recently, wasn't it? Yeah, the actual um, liveaboard fee has been the same since 2007. However, what the Docks Harbors Board did through the assembly was adopt um, new uh, consumer price index rules that effective one July of this year, um, all of our fees, or the, the vast majority of our fees, will be adjusted annually to CPI. So the rate itself hasn't changed in close to 15 years for live board fees, but starting July, they will be adjusted to CPI, which still leaves kind of uh, Docks Harbors in the rears as far as trying to maintain and provide services. But uh, it'll be an interesting, uh, Mr. Etheridge just brought up, you know, perhaps a working group, but, uh, you know, kind of the, the larger questions would be, um, does it make sense to allow liveaboards in a transient facility? You know, the Statter Harbor was built as a transient facility. Yes, there are 70 reserved uh, mortgage slips, but um, there's a lot of folks, um, um, you know, small boat recreational users that would like more access to uh, Statter Harbor in, in the summer. And so those are things that the Docks Harbor's board um, needs to wrestle with. And Don, do you, would you like to say something before we got to a break? Well, the, uh, the uh, uh, complaint is that the, uh, it's a transit and you have to move every 10 days. Well, back in, in uh, the time period that I was playing out there, we had to move every three days. And then you had to be gone for a full day. You couldn't just go out and spend six hours out fishing and come back and call it uh, that I've been out of the harbor. You had to be out and you, overnight somewhere. To, so I had my three days. Right. I'm, I'm back now. You're right. Okay. And then after three days, you got to move again. But we got a little laxed with that over the years, and, and we expanded it to 10, 10 days and we're trying to uh, – 
help out and a lot of the issues is people are abusing it so we got to get it back under control again very good well we'll have more with docks and harbors after the break stay tuned And we're back with Juno Docks and Harbors. Appraise us on the repairs to Statter Harbor. When might we see that completed? Yeah, thanks for the question, Kevin. And so right now we have a contractor out there, Duwamish Services. They're out of Seattle. Uh, they arrived uh, on Sunday. Uh, they're out there making repairs right now. I hope to have uh, I hope to have it done within a week or so. Um, but that uh, that was uh, damage from a Thanksgiving Day storm. Um, Docks and Harbors, we went out with a, a procurement to purchase the new floats that were uh, severely damaged and just need a, a competent uh, contractor to make the repairs. And so that's that's moving um, well. And hopefully next time I'm on your show, I can report that uh, we're back to full service out at Statter Harbor. Well, that must have been a relief since nobody took the bite February. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> Just to refresh your your uh, listeners' memory, that yeah, we did go out with a contract in in February for for work. We had no uh, local contractors that uh, uh, bid the job, so then um, a procurement court, uh, code allows us to go um, solicit other uh, contractors, and we were able to find somebody that's actually done work under another uh, contractor out at Statter Harbor. So he's familiar with the floats, and we're confident that he'll. He'll get it uh, repaired here shortly. So tell us about your work going into the upcoming Maritime Festival. You're one of the sponsors. That's right. So Maritime Festival, we're very uh, proud sponsors of that, along with JDC and um, my staff working with JD staff, JD, JEDC staff and other volunteers from the community are, are working. And so that event will start, uh, well, it will start 11 o'clock on Saturday, May 7th. So a lot going on that day. We've got, uh, uh, we have three large cruise ships in Juneau, and we've moving, we're moving some um, ships around to accommodate all the activity. The blessing of the fleet, uh, the Alaska State Fishermen's Memorial will have the, the reading of the names and blessing of the fleet at 10 o'clock. We have Maritime Festival at 11. Um, there's also uh, the Coast Guard will be having a, a ceremony at one of our docks um, for the recommissioning or the rehome porting of the Coast Guard Cutter Liberty. The Coast Guard Cutter Liberty that's been in Juneau since uh, the mid 90s, I, I suppose, is leaving Juneau. It's going to Valdez. Uh, Juneau will be seeing a new, uh, smaller vessel, the Reef Shark, an 87 foot um, vessel that will be coming and using the moorings out at Statter Harbor. Uh, but just a lot going on out for uh, Maritime Festival. Again, we have the um, One People's Canoe Society will be coming with their canoes to kind of kick off this the event. There'll be uh, a flay a flaying contest. There'll be uh, uh, the Coast Guard's uh, helicopter from Sitka will come by. I'll do a, a search and rescue demonstration. So um, great event as always and. Uh, uh, of course, lots of music. There's going to be beer tasting. So just lots to lots to do for the Maritime Festival this year, as in every every year that uh, we've participated. So, gentlemen, we've talked about staff openings on the program, but 
you also wanted to talk about openings on your board. Yes, we're we're uh, uh, coming up to the uh, time frame when we have to uh, reapply. We have three members that are on the board uh, that uh, have to reapply every every year. So we're uh, coming up to that this time around. And if there's anybody that's uh, interested in applying to get on the board, they need to uh, go to the CBJ website and fill out the uh, board. Uh, uh, applications and send it to the uh, clerk's office and and what would you say is the most rewarding part of being on the board <laughs> definitely not being uh, talking about rate increases that's <laughs> oh, no. for sure this, this is my second time around You're really selling one. it don <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i i've been on the board now uh, going on 15 years and and i really enjoy uh, being able to get things done and that that was one of the main things that that I got on the board for is I wanted to see us expanding uh, our services that we do in the harbors I wanted to uh, uh, one of the biggest things I saw that I wanted to be part of is making sure that we did uh, our long-term maintenance work on there instead of waiting for it to fall apart and then replace it um, as, as it's been in the past so I, I've been in the maintenance field for a long time so I, I uh, wanted to work on some of that stuff but there's a lot of different issues that people can work on all of our all of our members are, are really good members they all have their own uh, ideas and and we have a, a variety of uh, people on the board that everything from uh, legal people on there to uh, maintenance people to financial people we've got uh, charter operators, um, and, and we just have a large variety of folks on there. You didn't mention the seven o'clock meetings, though. Might, no, might, might you think about it earlier? Well, we're 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 uh, going to be talking about that uh, on on our uh, meeting tomorrow night. Uh, whether we're going to continue with the five o'clock or where we're going to move the meeting time start times to, um, but that. It's, it's one of those things, you've got to have time to commit. Uh, we've had a lot of people get on the board that uh, uh, they, they have one interest, and unless that interest is on the uh, agenda, they don't want to come. Well, if you, that's the way you are, please don't apply, because it's a, a very broad uh, array of stuff that we have to look at, uh, and we need the board there to do it. And if you've got an interest in, in docks and harbors, please apply and if you want to make a difference like yourself please apply yes all right very good well i would ask if there's anything either of you'd like to add but we are out of time so thank you for this morning all righty thank you thanks for having us kevin and that is the program joining us tomorrow are officials with the juno school district following the recent decision to reverse required masking so be sure to tune into that but for now it's april 27th come back next time on action line for the latest from alaska's newsmakers